A Dream Within a Dream by Edgar Allan Poe Take this kiss upon the brow, and in parting from you now, thus much let me avow, you are not wrong who deem that my days have been a dream. Yet if hope has flown away in a night or in a day, in a vision or in none, is it therefore the less gone? All that we see or seem is but a dream within a dream. I stand amid the roar of a surf-tormented shore, and I hold within my hand grains of the golden sand. How few, yet how they creep through my fingers to the deep, while I weep, while I weep. O God, can I not grasp them with a tighter clasp? O God, can I not save one from the pitiless wave? Is all that we see or seem but a dream within a dream?
that was Winter in Eden with Edge of the World. And welcome back to A Pagan Heart in Maine. I hope everyone had a wonderful summer. And I know it's been a while since I put out a show. And it was a good summer, yet it seems time went by really fast this year. So to start out today's show, this is Windborn, which slave to time. Children, do not be slaves 
So this past month, the family and I went to see some scary movies. The first one we saw was kind of disappointing. It really wasn't scary. Oh sure, I had a few moments when it startled us and we jumped, but not really terrifying. Then we came home, and after supper, we sat and watched an episode of Ghost Adventures. This is a show where three people get themselves locked up in a haunted house, and then basically poke the ghosts with sticks to see what they will do. It's a fun program. Well, as we were watching the show, the owners of one house were talking about how the spirits even shook the house and you could feel it in the floorboards. It was at that moment that our house started to shake. We all looked at each other, and for a moment we were scared. It lasted about 10 seconds, and it sounded like a train went through the house. The cats freaked out, and I can honestly say that if it lasted much longer, we would have been right there with them. Of course, we figured out pretty quick that it was an earthquake. The epicenter was 20 miles from our house and was categorized as a 4.0. Not really big if you're from California, but for us here in Maine, it was huge. So I started thinking about fear and about being afraid. Fear is totally natural. And fear is a good thing. It's a tool that helps us keep us safe. It's a warning system. It prepares the body for fight or flight. But it's when you're afraid of everything, or when you allow your fears to control how you live, that it becomes a problem. Fear can cripple you and hold you back from enjoying life. It wouldn't make any sense to be afraid of earthquakes all the time, but it's okay to be afraid when one strikes. And it could be a good idea to have a plan in place in case an earthquake does happen. Right now, as I'm typing on this Sunday afternoon, a large hurricane is coming ashore, and we're just seeing the clouds gathering in our area from the edge of the storm. But we're not scared. We've prepared best we could, and everything is battened down, and the generator's fueled and ready to go. But we're not afraid. We're not scared. And why would we be? We've done everything we can do. So until a storm hits us full or things start flying around, why be scared? And I guess that's kind of what I wanted to share today. What do you do when earthquakes in your life hit? And what do you do when the hurricanes hit and the winds buffet you? Just be prepared best you can, but don't let the fear of the storms keep you from living. And when the storms do hit and you find yourself afraid, remember you could only prepare for the storm. You probably aren't going to be able to stop it. So do what we all do, and when the earth shakes, hold on tight. And when the wind blows, hold on tight. And only be afraid when you need to be.
place without a fright Don't want to face the fears we've met And be full of regret Cause I'm safe right
And that was Steam Powered Giraffe with Scary World. The House by H.P. Lovecraft Tis a grove-circled dwelling set close to a hill Where the branches are telling strange legends of ill Over timbers so old that they breathe of the dead Crawl the vines green and cold by strange nourishment fed And no man knows the juices that suck from the depths of their dank slimy bed In the gardens are growing tall blossoms and fair each pallid bloom throwing perfume on the air. But the afternoon sun with its shining rays make the picture loom done on the curious gaze. And above the sweet sweat of the blossoms rise odors of numberless days. The rank grasses are waving on terrace and lawn, dim memories savoring of things that have gone. The stones of the walks are encrusted and wet, and strange spirits stalks when the red sun has set. And the soul of the watcher is filled with faint pictures he fain would forget. It was in the hot June time I stood by that scene. With the golden rays of noontime beat bright on the green, but I shivered with cold, groping feebly for light as a picture unrolled. And my age-spanning sight saw the time I had been there before flash like fulgury out of the night. Sacred fires, hold your lover tight. Welcome now, the spirits of old tower nights. Light the sacred fires, hold your lover tight. Welcome now, the spirits of old tower nights. The veil between the other world and a plane of mortal thins to welcome the ancient ones. The earth becomes their portal. Let not your heart be heavy, let not your head be light. Keep aware and quench your fears on the sour night. Jack the lantern circle to protect you from your fears. As we celebrate the harvest and the Celtic New Year, come with me into the woods deep in a sacred grove and dance with me for life and love as the elements unfold. Like the sacred fire. Hold your lover tight Welcome now the spirits of old tower night Light the sacred fires Hold your lover tight Welcome now the spirits of old tower night We honor our ancestors Loved ones who have passed We keep them in our memory With love that always lasts Tonight they pass the bridge of swords To be with us again Through the veil of spirit world Into the realm of men By oak and ash and thorn We build the sacred fire We dance until the morn The smoke it rises higher Study close the shadows Study close the flame A voice from long ago May whisper your name We dare not fall asleep till the promise of a gentle dawn away the spirits creep another sound and come and gone but we will not forget their loving presence 
That was Jenna Green with Samhain Night. Halloween in the Suburb by H.P. Lovecraft The steeples are white in the wild moonlight and the trees have a silvery glare. Past the chimneys high see the vampires fly in the harpies of upper air that flutter and laugh and stare. For the village dead to the moon outspread never shone in the sunset's gleam, but grew out of the deep that the dead years keep where the rivers of madness stream and down the gulfs to a pit of dream. The chill wind weaves through the rows of sheaves in the meadows that shimmer pale and come to twine where the headstones shine and the ghouls of the churchyard wail for harvests that fly and fail. Not a breath of the strange gray gods of change that tore from the past its own can quicken this hour with a spectral power, spread sleep o'er the cosmic throne and looses the vast unknown. So here again stretch the veil and plain that moon's long forgotten saw, and a dead leap gay in the pallid array sprung out from the tomb's black maw to shake all the world with awe. And all that the morn shall greet forlorn, the ugliness and the pest, of rows where thick rise the stones and brick shall some day be with the rest, and brood with the shades unblessed. Then wild in the dark let the lemurs bark and the leprous spires ascend, for new and old alike in the fold of horror and death are penned for the hounds of time to rend.
To know the way, relieving saddened sleep and fitful visions, we return. We raise our city high, we watch our city burn. Relieving saddened sleep and fitful visions, we return. We raise our city high to watch it burn. We are the mirage for those who dare to come and see. The burning in our blood will set us free. We are the mirage for those who dare to come and see. The burning in our blood will set us free. We are free. We are Shangri-La. We are Shangri-La.
And that was S.J. Tucker with Shangri-La. So I thought this Samhain, I'd share a story that I wrote. I hope you like it. A Love Story by Robert Weber Chipman The little girl at the playground noticed the little boy playing by the swing. She took a deep breath and walked over to him and said, My name is Harrietta. Do you want to play? The little boy said, Sure, my name is Lee. They played on the swings all day, and after they were done playing, they laid on the side of the hill to watch the clouds go by. The old woman awoke with a start and slowly opened her eyes. The morning light from the window playing with the hazy dust in the air. She smiles knowing that today was the day. Little Harrietta was scared. She started first grade today. Do I have to go to school, Mom? she asked. Yes, you do, sweetheart, Mom said. Harrietta waited as long as she could before walking outside and saw Lee waiting for her down on the sidewalk. As the old woman got out of her overstuffed bed, her bones creaked and snapped. The aches and pains gathered over 90-plus years waking up with her, and still she smiled. It was Etta's 16th birthday. Lee and her had snuck out of the house after dark and went to the park to lay and watch the stars. As they lay there, Lee leaned over and kissed her and said, Happy birthday, and handed her a small box. Harrietta opened it and gasped. It was a beautiful silver necklace. Oh, Lee, she said. Lee said, I want us to always be together. Slowly, the old woman made her way over to her dressing table and picked up her brush with wrinkled hands. She looked into the mirror. Not much hair left, but it was important to look pretty today. Lee looked handsome at 22 in his army uniform, and Edda was so very proud of him. They were having a big send-off party, and it was then that Lee got down on his knee and proposed. Etta said, yes, of course. The old woman picked out a dress from her closet. It was a white dress faded yellow around the bottom hem. Yes, she said to herself, this will do perfectly for today. She dressed herself slowly and looked in the mirror. Postcards stuck all around its edges, and an old faded telegram next to a picture. Just before Lee got on the bus to ship out, he gave Harrietta a kiss and said, I will be back, and I will never leave you. The old woman walked toward the door. She noticed a flower vase on the foyer table. And as an afterthought, she grabbed the flowers and made her way down the front walk toward the taxi. Harrietta woke with a start. She was lying on the hillside next to Lee. She quickly grabbed him and cried, Oh my goodness, I fell asleep, and I had a scary dream. I dreamed that you went to war and were killed, and I had grown old. Lee calmed her down and said, It's okay. It was just a dream. There is no war here, and I promised you I will never leave you. He kissed her, and they got up and walked down the hill, holding hands, laughing. Behind them, on the other side of the hill, in an old cemetery, the tombstone of a young soldier stands overgrown and next to it the cold, crumpled body of an old woman with a silver necklace and a white dress, flowers laying beside her, and a smile on her face. And in the dimming light, a young couple slowly fades away.
And no matter what you fear, no matter what shakes your world, no matter of death itself, nothing can separate us from love. So to close out today's show, this is Sound Destiny with your wildest dreams. Blessed Samhain and brightest blessings. Good night.
Only in your mind do 